calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Start at the top of your voice. Welcome back to pre. So start at the top of your voice, and then we'll get into it. Awesome. Great. A little more. A little more. That was very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're rocking. Welcome back to PV and Franny. Last time. Wait, hold on. They divided this into two podcast episodes. Looks that way. Why? It's a thirty-minute television pilot. Capitalism, Franny. Studio time doesn't pay for itself. Fine, but why are we doing a recap? All that really happened in the first episode is that you and I met and decided to start a band together. Also, you told me someone from the school orchestra left you a hate note in your locker, but you're not sure who. Whom? Who? Also, you told me in no uncertain terms that you don't date bandmates, which is fine, because I definitely don't have a crush on you that's threatening to blow up into a full-on obsession. Good to know. Say, weren't you about to play me a song? I was. So, let's get back to it. Act 2. Interior, PV's bedroom, day. Franny's tuning his guitar. It's always the B-string. It's like it hates me. Okay, here we go. He takes a deep breath and plays. Hold on one second. It's out of tune now. It is. Hold on. Everybody chill. I thought that was the chance. That's what we get. so big and other times look so small why is it up there at all and how come the sun gets so hot and other times it is not like nighttime winter and fall i don't know i don't know anything Anything except that I like you Why do those weird colored lights Way up around the North Pole Dance through the night sky sometimes 
And does that magical swirl somehow explain how a girl can shimmer, sparkle, and shine? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So small, why do I bother at all? A beat while Franny waits for PV's reaction. PV smiles, then Franny smiles, then. That was depressing. PV and Franny look to the doorway, standing there is Joanna, 18, one of PV's infinite sisters. Get out of my room, Joanna! Fine! But, uh, Franny, you should consider a diminished three chord instead of the minor four. It's less trite. Joanna leaves. Who was that? And how did she know my name? That's Joanna. She's one of my sisters. She doesn't look like you. And she has awful taste in music. Maybe she's adopted. Or I am. Now, let's take a look at this. PV takes out a photograph. What is it? The Overton Orchestra. We need to figure out who wrote my hate note. Oh, okay. Inset. Picture of the Overton Orchestra. The handwriting definitely belongs to a boy, so we can eliminate all the girls. Two faces in the photo are X'd out. Not super helpful. What else do you know? Well, the text of the note wasn't particularly brassy, and everyone knows string players struggle to express themselves in words. Brass and strings are X'd out, leaving only the percussionists, timpani and triangle. That leaves the timpani and the triangle. The timpanist is Max Engler. He's good. Real good. Interior music room, day. The band is playing. Max Angler is reading a biography of Buddy Rich. With his left hand, he hits the timpani in time with the music, then turns a page. Interior, PV's bedroom, continuous with before. The triangulist is Ryuzu Kibe. Immaculate timing, but his dynamics can be questionable. We'll interview both of them tomorrow. Okay. Why is this so important to you anyway? I don't know. I just... Hate the thought that someone hates me. Wouldn't that bother you? No. I, I assume most people hate me. They probably do. Somehow, at some point, Joanna has re-entered the room. Get out of here, Joanna! Remember, Franny? Diminish three. Cord. <laughs> she holds up three fingers and uses them to make one of those I'm watching you gestures, then leaves. Sorry. Though she's probably right about the cord. Interior Overton High Hallway. Just outside the music room, the members of the orchestra have begun to file in for practice. PV and Franny wait outside until they spot Max. Oh, hey, Max. Max notices Franny and approaches. What's up? Do you hate PV? Who's PV? PV raises her hand. Do I know you? Wait, didn't you come to our practice last week and say we all suck? I did. Yeah, I guess I do sort of hate her. 
Oh, so you wrote the note. What note? PV holds up a folded note. Nah, the only notes I write look like this. He holds up his sheet music and points to a musical note, then heads off. I guess that means it's Ruzo, the triangleist. Unless our methodology is flawed. Well, we're about to find out. Which one's Ruzo? Franny points him out. I'll handle it this time. She goes off to talk to Ruzo. Franny watches. They talk for a few moments. Then PV comes back. Was it him? Yeah. What'd he say? That it was him. Then he asked me out on a date. Then I said yes. What? A date. Like a movie or dinner. I know what it... Let, let me see that note. PV hands over the note. Franny unfolds it. Inset. The note is written in a small and serious hand. PV, I think you are extremely beautiful. This isn't a hate note. It's a love note. I guess I read it more ironically, you know? Like, I think you're extremely beautiful. Why would you read it that way? Anyway, mystery solved. Thanks for your help, Franny. Franny looks on helplessly. Interior Franny's house, evening. Franny sits on the couch, staring at the TV, which isn't on. His mother enters. Marion Blevins is a loving but strident woman who believes the world can be shaped by those with the fortitude to bother trying. Ugh, I love this show. Hey, Mom. Something's wrong. What's wrong? I like a girl. That's the problem? Yes. No. Marion sits down on the couch. She says we can't date since we're in a band together. Mm, she's right. You should never date a neighbor or a co-worker or a yoga instructor. But I really want to date her because she's amazing. So don't be in a band with her. But I really want to be in a band with her because she's amazing. Oh, hmm. That's tough. She sounds amazing, though. She is. Marion puts an arm around Franny. I just wish... Quiet. Marion gestures towards the TV, which still isn't on. This is the best part. Franny smiles. Interior Overton High Gymnasium. A dodgeball game is on. Franny's with AJ. They dodge balls as they talk. And now, PV and Russo are going out on a date. I'm, I'm sorry, Franny. That sucks. AJ pegs a kid hard in the stomach. Oh, shit! You're an embarrassment to this court. Walk off, bitch. The worst part is that he's my fault. I agreed to be in a band with her. I shook on it and everything. Why can't you be in a band and date at the same time? Fleetwood Mac did it. That's what I said. AJ being someone else. <laughs> I bet your mama felt that. I bet her mama felt that. I just shook your whole family tree, son. <laughs> Anyway, there's no arguing with her. She's dating Russo now. I have to accept it. Unless... AJ spots someone about to throw a ball at him. I dare you. I'm begging you to throw that ball. To throw her chickens out. Yeah, that's what I thought. He turns back to Franny. If PV won't date a bandmate, you just need to convince Ryuzo to join your band. Of course. AJ, you're a genius. I know. AJ hits Franny with a ball. <clears throat> Ow! We're on the same team! And Interior Overton High lunchroom later. PV is at the front of the lunch line paying for lunch. A butterfinger, two packages of Reese's peanut butter cups, and a red ball. New state law says I have to tell you to eat a salad. Okay. Eat a salad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's my ringtone. <laughs> eat a salad. PV leaves the line and runs into Franny. Oh, hey. Franny notices PV's lunch. You know, sugar's really bad for you. I I've got a book about it. But you don't have to read it. You know, I'll probably just burn it. Anyway, I, I had an idea. 
What's that? What if we added Ruzo to the band? You said his triangle playing was dynamically uneven. Yeah, we can work on that. Hmm. We could use a percussionist, and now I know he doesn't hate me. Fine. Suddenly, Aaron Coltrera, editor at large of the Overton Free Press, appears behind PV and Franny. You guys are in a band? Oh, this could make for a great trend piece. What's the trend? Bands are popping up everywhere. Look. Aaron points toward a table of nerds playing a board and dice game. One of the nerds rolls the dice. They make a cool clattering sound that everyone picks up on. He rolls them again. Another nerd shuffles a stack of cards in rhythm. Someone else taps metal figurines together. The improvisation concludes with a collective distant explosion noise made by all the nerds at once. Wicked beat, yo. We're back on Aaron. See? So, do you plan to enter the gentle mediation of the bands next week? What's that? Aaron points to a poster on the lunchroom wall. The title reads, Gentle Mediation of the Bands. Many will enter. Only everyone will receive a participation trophy. Principal Kenny thinks Battle of the Bands sounds too violent. So, are you guys in? Of course. And we're going to win. Uh, Aaron, would you excuse us for a moment? All of this was off the record. Franny drags PV away, accidentally knocking into the bulldog mascot on the way out of the lunchroom. Can I add... Hold on. Sorry. That's my fault. Sorry. Uh, I wrote it wrong. It's clearly PV drags Franny away. Oh, yeah. Oops. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh... PV drags Franny away, accidentally knocking into the bulldog mascot on the way out of the lunchroom. Can I at least cite you as an anonymous source? No. Well, an anonymous. An anonymous? An anonymous. As an anonymous source. Okay, got it. Can I at least cite you as an anonymous source? No. Democracy dies in darkness! Interior Overton High moments later, PV drags Franny to the hallway outside the lunchroom. What's wrong? We've only had one rehearsal, Franny. We shouldn't be entering competitions or doing interviews. Why not? Just talk to Ruzo, okay? We need to get our lineup in place before we start thinking about winning prizes. Okay. PV walks off. Franny looks over at a trash can and sees a kid hidden inside. I'm playing hide-and-seek. I've been in here since yesterday. Nobody's found me. Hmm, Im impressive. Yeah, it isn't as satisfying as I'd expected. They both consider this. Interior Overton High practice room afternoon. A very small practice room with soundproof walls and a grand piano. Ruzo, who is very serious, sits with his eyes closed listening to a Mastering the Triangle tape. Franny enters. You must treat the triangle like a lover. Be gentle but firm. Be caring but independent. Never let her sense your fear. Um, hello? Ruzo switches off the tape deck. Franny, how are you, my friend? Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know you have been uh, invited to join my band, our band, me and PV. PV wants me to join her band? Yes, we both do, our band. So, rehearsals are on Thursdays. I'll text you the address. Ruzo suddenly hugs Franny. Thank you, my friend, my brother, my bandmate. I'm going to treat PV just like my triangle. Okay. Franny leaves. Ruzo joyfully taps the triangle. Interior, PV's bedroom the following Thursday. Franny enters. PV is at her recording station. Hey, PV. Where's Ruzo? He isn't here yet? He's out of the band. What? Why? 
I ran into him yesterday at school. Exterior, Overton High, hallway, flashback. PV, wearing a face mask, is spray-painting the inside of her locker black. Ruzo approaches. PV, I just wanted to tell you how excited I am to be in the band. We're excited, too. They shake hands. Also, I thought we could perhaps plan our date now. PV takes off the mask. Didn't Franny tell you? I don't date my bandmates. It's a rule I have. But what about Fleetwood Mac? Exception that proves the rule. Okay, then I don't want to be in the band. It was good having you. They shake hands. So we can still go out on Friday? Looking forward. Interior, PV's bedroom, continuous with before. Franny's... Franny is... Franny is shell... (laughs) What's Franny? Franny is shell-shocked at his plan's failure. But... But I... It's fine. I heard him play the triangle and you were right. Dynamics all over the place. Besides, I think we're better as a duo. We are, aren't we? And you know what? This right here, this relationship between bandmates, that's the most intimate relationship there is. Way deeper than some stupid boyfriend. Totally. Wait, Russo's your boyfriend now? Anyway, I guess we should start rehearsing. That gentle mediation of the bands isn't going to win itself. I thought you didn't want to enter. I know it's a long shot, but I believe in us. Sure, it won't be easy. There will be setbacks. It might even take the whole season. The whole what? All of fall semester. But it'll be worth it when we hoist that first place participation trophy over our heads, knowing that we accomplished something nobody thought we could. Smash cut to interior auditorium night. Liu Chen, a small Chinese girl wearing an accordion, receives an extremely large trophy from Principal Kinney. 40s. The audience applauds wildly. And our winner is Liu Chen for that stirring rendition of Gorka Hermosa's Fragilissimo. Liu raises the massive trophy overhead. PV and Franny watch from the audience. They each hold a very small participation trophy. On the other hand, early success can have its own drawbacks. The weight of the trophy causes Liu to fall over backward. Students rush to help her. Yeah, I I think that's very true. You want to go write a song? I do. They walk out of the auditorium. On the way, they throw their participation trophies in the trash. We stay on the trophies for a beat. Then a large, fuzzy mitt reaches into the trash and pulls one of the trophies back out. Pulling back, we see it's the bulldog mascot. He scans the plaque on the front of the trophy. It reads, Congratulations, PV and Franny. It is better to have participated and lost than never to have participated at all. The bulldog looks up, watching as PV and Franny leave the auditorium together. Who's in there, anyway? What's he thinking? We don't know, and maybe we never will know, because that's the end of this unproduced television pilot. The end. (laughs) Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.